IBEC, the voice of Irish business. Welcome back to IBEC Responds. In this episode, Sheila Sweeney, Senior Executive at Meat Industry Ireland, is joined by Philip Tallon, Operations Manager at Dawn Meats, and by Margaret Berry, Head of Sustainability at Keypack. They discuss sustainability in the meat sector. Welcome to another episode of IBEC Responds. My name is Sheila Sweeney. I'm the Senior Executive at Meat Industry Ireland, the IBEC Sector Association, which represents the primary beef, pork and lamb processing facilities located in the Republic of Ireland. Last month, Meat Industry Ireland published its Irish Beef Sector Sustainability Report and our Roadmap to 2030. Today, we're going to look at the progress the industry has made to date with sustainability initiatives and discuss what the future holds for the sector in conversation with Philip Tallon, Operations Manager at Dawn Meats, and Margaret Berry, Head of Sustainability at Keypack. Philip, since 2015, Meat Industry Ireland members have invested some €150 million in sustainability initiatives. To begin with, we might review the industry's efforts to date. What do you think are some of the key achievements and the highlights we should be proud of? Well, I suppose before I get into that, Sheila, I would like to say that I suppose we're extremely blessed that we, as an agricultural country, we have an extremely aligned industry um, across the whole sector. And that's from suppliers to ourselves, to our customers. Uh, We're we're linked uh, very closely together. And in the background of all of this, we've gone back a long way. And I think there's different bodies involved that equally play a part. So Borbia with the orange and green Mm. is nearly like the the roots of the tree um, in terms of, you know, how they've pulled together uh, audits, how they've evolved the audits to with the farmers and worked with the farmers to grow that into what is actually uh, a one of a kind in the world today. If we throw in on top of that, uh, the ICBF and Chagas with their programs, they have equally played a largely important part, ICBF obviously with genetics mm-hmm. and, and Chagas themselves with on-farm advisory programs, etc. So, you know, we could pick out a number of things that have been done. I think in today's world, we could focus in on one area in the whole area of the Chagas signpost program. Mm-hmm. This represents a major investment, not only from Chagas, but from Meat Industry Ireland members and the farmers themselves who have to be on the ground implementing all the items that Chagas are advising. It does have a significant focus on the beef sector and there are 30 cattle farms as part of the programme and that's supported by ourselves in the background. I'd equally bring up that, you know, for a number of years now, MII members themselves on their own initiatives have been operating different uh, programmes at the processing and farm level for a long time. Ourselves in Dawn Meats have worked with Chagas and ICBF in our Newford farm, where we've shown that Suckler Farms can produce cattle at heifers at uh, 17 and a half months and steers at 21 and a half months to the industry and customer spec required. Our Tipperary Farm Initiative focusing in on genetics at the dairy farm level. And indeed, you know, some of the other members in terms of Keypack and ABP, etc., cetera, uh, working on their own initiatives also. I suppose last point I just make to your question there, Sheila, is that, you know, we have the whole on-farm initiatives that we work on and equally MII members are very much working within the processing gate in our food processing facilities 
to reduce our own carbon footprint. So it's not all focused on one particular area of the supply chain. Thank you so much, Philip. So look, sustainability is unquestionably one of the key challenges facing the agri-sector presently. Where can Meat Industry Ireland and our members influence further change in the period ahead? Well, I think it, it's clear now and it's signed into law that we, we have targets to achieve and we need to be accountable to those. Well, I suppose one of the quickest wins we see is um, the whole area of slaughter age at finish. And we need to be strongly influencing and changing um, that practice on farm. But working with the farmers, working with Chagas and ICBF, and seeing how we can work on promoting and influencing our suppliers. And it starts with the raw material. It starts with genetics. If the genetics are wrong, we're, we're, we're facing an uphill battle. So we need to be working with ICBF. We need to be promoting the right sort of genetics to both the dairy and the beef farmer because um, they're the raw material. The calf will be the raw material that the industry and the farm rearers and finishers have to work with. They then need to continue our work with Chagas on the whole signpost development. We need to grow that. What's there today may not be fit for the future and we need to constantly challenge ourselves and involve that program. And finally, the whole area on farm efficiencies. We can have the genetics, we can have the raw material, we can have the signpost, we can have all the, the, the good stuff that we, we must do. But the farmer needs to make a margin at the end of the day and working with Chagas and working with our customers. We need to work with the supplier to get on farm efficiencies improved. And we need to make sure that there's a, a reward for the supplier at the end of the day. Um, because we do have a serious goal ahead. Yeah, fantastic. Philip. Just to, 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 to run with that genetics point, genetics and genetic research, um, I believe, have the potential to mitigate up to 400,000 tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions annually um, up to 2030. So our Meetings Journal members have a clear objective in terms of driving that genetic improvement in the beef herd. Um, to date, we've already delivered in terms of the strong results with 76% of replacement heifers are now four and five star compared to what would have been 52%. In, in 2015. So Correct, thank you, Gina. And <laughs> if, if, if we go ahead and uh, we in, put in with the government and with the other bodies the whole genotyping program, mm -hmm. that will only serve to uh, grow that and, you know, develop it further and give the likes of ICBF and then obviously the suppliers the information they need uh, to help us along this journey. Sure, sure. Margaret, over to you now. At a sector level, what are you excited about and looking forward to in terms of future advancements in the beef sector? Yes, Sheila, I mean, I have to say from my own perspective and certainly from what Philip is saying as well, it really is a very exciting time for the future of the sector. And we can't forget the importance of the agri-food sector. You know, we've over 90,000 farm families that's supporting 25,000 jobs and look, I agree there are challenges. There are clear targets that have been mentioned there by Philip and yourself, and that is for sure. But there's also lots of opportunity for the agri-food sector. So one area that I'm really interested in and looking forward to is the technology and advancements through digital transformation. And it'll be using this technology and integrating these new innovations into the ways of working that are going to help us all move forward. And we believe that this new and emerging scientific and technological measures are going to offer significant mitigation potential, like you just referred to, Sheila, on the scale that's required to meet overall sectoral emission targets. 
And so if we reference even just the, you know, the program, such as the Beef Data Genomics Program, in 2021, there were 23,000 farmers involved in that. And we're already seeing those strong results, such as the 76% of replacement heifers now at four or five star compared to the 52% in 2015. And so the genotyping of animals at birth, I mean, that's going to provide the certainty needed in terms of genetic merit for climate and the environment and ensuring that these factors are front and centre of breeding strategies. And that really will involve working with our stakeholders and, as Philip said, working with our farmers on the ground, making sure that these new approaches are adopted. And so if we use the example of Keepak's 2020 Beef Club, and this is the fully integrated calf to beef programme with Keepak Group and Tier Lawn and their respective farmer suppliers. So that programme offers already a fully traceable closed loop input supply chain involving more than 20,000 calves annually. And it brings other benefits such as certainty and predictability. And as um, Philip rightly pointed out, that margin for the, for the farmer. It's very solution focused. It's using science and technology to enhance the beef calf value. And it's responding ultimately to that consumer trend for sustainable beef. So the club is tailored to answer the increasing market demand for that Irish beef sourced in a sustainable way. And we'll continue to do that here at Keepak and across the other um, players in the industry. Fantastic, Margaret. So as part of our Beef Sector Sustainability Report, which, as I say, we launched back in February there, um, members have committed to 11 key commitments as part of that report. What do the various stakeholders, you know, at governmental level, um, our own processors, what do we need to do to ensure this change and indeed the progress is possible? Well, I think um, one thing to, to refer to, Sheila, is this, this point about alignment. And Philip mentioned it earlier as well. And through MMI, MII, we're getting that alignment. But we also need to see the sustained government funded supports mm. and incentives to further boost something like the genetics of the national herd. And that'll help our farmers produce animals with the ability to um, achieve things like finishing at younger ages. And as well as a national roadmap, the MII members were committed really to delivering those individual programs to incentivize their suppliers to drive that change. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, that's going to be a case of building on the programs that we've developed in recent years. And, and we will, as a member organization, you've mentioned it, Sheila, the MII Beef Sustainability Charter. Charter That'll be our, our North Star for the future of direction of initiatives and programs. And while we're finalizing this charter, it outlines the priority action areas to help inform the individual processor sustainability programs. An example of areas include genetic merit, biodiversity measures, and of course, animal welfare. So we just need to continue working with the farmers and the wider industry. And in doing that, the beef sector is unquestionably committed to delivering significant progress up to 2030. And it has to be said again, uh, Sheila, like Philip mentioned, in Ireland, we are really so fortunate to have the infrastructure such as the signpost farms, Animal Health Ireland, ICBF, Chagask, and of course, Board B and Origin Green that are in place to drive this progress. Fantastic, Margaret. Thank you. Yeah, as we say, huge, great, great work already happening with significant results and lots more to come. Um, the scale of the future targets, as we said, we're going to require strong governmental policy support and investment to ensure we're all working together to move the sector forward while safeguarding the viability of the sector. As you said, Margaret, 90,000 farm families, some 25,000 jobs and the beef sector was worth 2.5 billion in exports last year. So an incredibly important sector. Just to say to our listeners, the full um, Irish Beef Sector Sustainability Report and Roadmap to 2030 is available to download from the Meat Industry Ireland website.
Thank you so much both for joining us today. Thanks, Sheila. Thanks very much, Sheila. Thanks, Margaret. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of IBEC Responds. To explore our full podcast offering, please visit ibec.ie slash podcasts and make sure to follow IBEC Podcasts to stay up to date with new episodes. IBEC, the voice of Irish business.